0: basketball campus next weekend you got amazing potential on the court and i can help you get there It's not what i want Dad. you never let me do what i want to do you never let me just do me hold up wrong floor Will Smith ain't got to deal with hey this. everybody welcome back to the luck it All podcast this is your host elias roush this podcast is sponsored by Media.com. photo video digital media production name lame bass again oh wait sorry that was like Mike, uh what is this what is the music on here what space jam uh bump bump bum, all right honestly the music in space jam a new legacy i can't even think of. i'm just gonna kind of, you know pump up the jam pump it up why your feet slop in and the G, the the jam is bumping or something. Put up the body, get it jumping. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so, anyways, uh, today we're discussing Space Jam: A New Legacy. This is directed by Malcolm D. Lee. He's following the following the director uh, from the original one, which was uh, Joe Pitka. Joe Pitka, as we discussed in the uh, original Space Jam. Uh, review that he was a commercial and music video director and that was his second movie ever malcolm d lee um kind of in the dark about who he is okay so he is known for directing numerous comedy films such as uh the best man 99 undercover brother oh two roll bounce oh five i've seen those last two um i actually kind of like those um welcome home roscoe jenkins 08 soul man 08 scary movie 2013 the best man how i don't know holiday girls twip twip (laughs) girls trip uh 2017 i've heard good things about that but i haven't seen it so um he also directed night school in 2018 and then had uh space jam a new legacy brought on to his plate and i believe space jam was supposed to drop a new legacy was supposed to drop last year but because of the pandemic it was pushed um let's talk a little bit about um, space jam a new legacy so i'm gonna give a little bit of background a little bit of uh, what my interpretation was of space jam before watching these two movies I thought um, it had been probably 20 years, at least 20 years since I had seen any of the Space Jams before this was coming out. It did make sense that this was going to make uh, make its debut, especially this year because of, uh, or within the ne- this last year, because of the push of HBO Max. It makes sense that they would want to have all their IPs really out there in the forefront for people to to check out and watch and um, remember and recall and that type of thing, you know, make culturally relevant again. So, um, Space Jam A New Legacy is a 2021 American live-action animated sports comedy film directed by Malcolm D. Lee, serving as a standalone sequel to Space Jam 96, is the first theatrically released film to feature the Looney Tunes character since Looney Tunes back in action 2003, which I do remember seeing in theaters as a youngster and uh, mixed feelings watching that probably uh, as an older person, just like, Wait, what the hell is going on? But uh, I think I enjoyed it as a kid, so I'll kind of leave it at that. It um, is also a combination of uh, live action, traditional hand-drawn animation and 3D. 3D CGI effects. The film stars basketball player LeBron James as a fictionalized version of himself along with Don Cheadle. Um, in the original one, if you're unfamiliar, Michael Jordan starred in that role uh, as the 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 famous, notorious NBA star that the majority of the movie kind of hooks its uh, story onto. And honestly, it can't be done neither one of these movies can be done technically um, without having some sort of uh, NBA superstar and having him be somewhat humble about it I will say I think um, for the majority putting the the political stuff aside because I I will say uh, LeBron has uh, way more of a stance and in, uh, in his political leanings and as to Jordan Michael Jordan he was pretty apolitical he was just all about the money he was all about the green so putting those two aside i think that um you know you really do have to have this unique story of an nba player to hook this uh uh, this movie upon because otherwise it wouldn't really work for according to what they're doing um so this is also starring um don cheadle chris davis sequoia martin green um and cedric joe In live action roles, while Jeff Bergman, uh, Eric Bowes, and Zendaya headline the Looney Tunes voice cast, set in a shared Warner Brothers universe. Virtual space multiverse. The film follows team... The the film follows... uh, James teaming up with the Looney Tunes to win a basketball match against the digitalized uh, Champions to rescue his son from a rogue Artificial intelligence So Knowing that we got uh, quite a heck of a cast um, Damn we have a uh, one two three four five six people on the screenplays. My goodness, Juan Taylor John, uh, sorry Juan Taylor Tony Raffin Mir Keenan Coogler, um, Terrence Nance uh, Jesse Gordon Silette Ballard, um, some big names behind the uh, behind the scenes. Terrence Nance, I believe he was the random acts of flyingness creator. Um, I really liked that filmmaker I've talked about that show before actually Keenan Kugler, I would assume would be um, related to Ryan Kugler, but uh, you know I have no idea um, so there are a lot of people writing behind this uh, movie let me see what else we got um, forgive me this is uh, one of the later recordings we have uh after the Space Jam 1, so we had to wait for everything to kind of finish exporting before we could start the Space Jam 2 review. So I am on Struggle Bus Road. Salvador Torino is the cinematographer, edited by Bob uh, Ducasse. I'm unfamiliar. Chris Bowers has the music. Um... And obviously distributed by Warner Brothers. Let me see if there's anything else we need to know. 115 minutes, and uh, what is that like? 20? What was the original one was about 88 minutes, and so yeah, you can kind of do the math on that. There's a little bit extra time given to this one, mostly because there is uh big animated segment you know ironically there's a big animated segment um but also there's a kind of a little more of a plot set up at the beginning of this movie as well so it kind of pads out the running time a little bit and of course they're trying to sell what feels like over 200 properties in like 200 to 400 shows or movies or whatever the fuck it's just like a, it's it's everything send in everybody is what we got to do so um on 150 million dollars the budget uh 150 million dollars um what was that about double what it was the original one because i think the original one was at 80 and 80 back in the day was kind of hefty for um you know that but they obviously had big star power and they had bill murray and stuff like that in the original one uh and of course and all the nba players they had to pay so yeah there's a big budget here 150 they brought back 53 million dollars this last weekend um i don't believe that includes the hbo max numbers don't take my word for it so if somebody has um better numbers on that let me know um but it's probably gonna uh, accumulate depending on well Well, it's kind of hard to navigate what the HBO numbers are because they're not; these aren't considered like premium payments, like the Black Widows and other movies that they're trying to release on streaming platforms. Which you got to play this, you got to pay for the streaming platform, and then you got to pay for the individual movie as well. So I'm pretty sure this movie um, is going to have different different numbers than those other ones as well. So, anyways. yeah, I do think that this, from the pros and the cons, this, yeah, this this movie, the good things about Space Jam 2 over Space Jam 1, I'm, let me just say this and preface this because I am a Space Jam 1, um, and no, I, I don't want to say fanatic or enthusiast, but I, I prefer Space Jam 1 just because of the I, I think the, the longevity, the lastingness, the lasting power of it was a little bit better on that movie than the second one. Um, but I will start with uh I mean, so more of the pros on this one, um, so uh the story makes way more sense. Uh, I've talked about this, uh, given Martin Thomas the, the uh, credit to this, but if you have not heard, LeBron James probably, I think most people can agree that he can act better um, in front of uh, Bugs Bunny and animated characters versus Michael Jordan, Um, mostly because I think that LeBron James is going to have the advantage of having uh, better technology to work with, So, thus making it a little bit easier for him to to communicate with a fake Bugs Bunny character of some sort or whatever character he needs to look at. Um, So uh, the story, I think the look... Both of those are more powerful in the second movie, um, obviously because it has this updated 2021 sheen to it. Everything looks really glossy, 3D, CGI effects. It's it's, it's really impressive stuff. Um, but other than that, um, and maybe a little bit of the Dash of the Family element in it, um, I didn't think that a Space Jam, A New Legacy, really made an imprint in the pop culture zeitgeist past being just a movie that was geared really towards kids and towards um selling the hbo max package um obviously over half of these things it's uh, over half of these things in hbo max are being advertised through this movie and i I understand why they're doing it they're trying to ready ready player one the shit out of it you know bring we got to bring everybody we got to show everything we got um, and this is the one to do it. But I felt like even with having all these characters and having access to all of them, they didn't really utilize them to a creative degree. It's just like they're like there, and it's not really that engaging to me personally. Um, so I did feel like there are some like quick cutaway gags and some quick um things where uh, there might be a Looney Tunes that are dressed up in in one of your favorite shows. Um attire i think that works and that's funny but i don't think the duration of this movie has comedy that is going to be on the same par as the first space jam one movie was so we have uh, talks for a Space Jam successor began after the release of the first film which Joe Picker would have returned to re- direct to return to direct. Spike Brandt and Joe Cervantes uh, signed on as animation supervisors, but eventually the deal fell through uh, through due to Michael Jordan's refusal to return. Um, several possible spin-offs focusing on other athletes including Jeff Gordon uh Tiger Woods and Tony Hawk were also discussed, but it never came to fruition. I thought that all of those would be pretty interesting. Um, you could put uh, Looney Tunes in just about any one of their lives; and it would, it would probably fit right, right in. Um, so, what else do we have? After several years of languishing, a LeBron James-led sequel was officially announced in 2014. on oh, my Lanta! Um, with filming under Terrence Nance took place uh, from June to September 2019 uh, around LA after a few weeks into filming Nance left the project and Lee was hired to replace in July 2019 I kind of wish Nance would have stayed a little bit because he has uh, if you would have seen Random Acts of Flyness then you would have seen his creative side that guy had some real potential um, to make Space Jam his own uh Space Jam: A New Legacy premiered in LA on July 12, 2021 and was released in the United States on July 16th simultaneously theaters and through HBO Max for a month after its theatrical release. This was an, all that stuff was announced uh around December of last year. Um the film has grossed 53 million dollars worldwide and received generally negative reviews from critics who found it spoiled with product placement. By the studio and lacking in the original film's quirky and self-referential humor. So, yes, I do feel the humor is misplaced in this. This is much less timeless of humor. It may not be as... you know, humor is kind of questionable about how it can age. But I do feel like even though it's a little bit more edgy in the first one, it still is a little bit more funny. And it, obviously, I'm coming at it from, uh, you know, the, the old millennial versus, hey, asshole, this is a movie for like five-year-olds or eight-year-olds or, you know, it's for kids. You know, it's not for you. I understand that, but it can still have lasting power and it can still transfer over. I don't I don't give it any excuses of doing that. So,, um, with saying all that, I gotta say the um, the product placement is different in the Space Jam one versus Space Jam 2. This is one of the reasons that I like Space Jam one a little bit. I felt like the most of the product placements that I could remember either didn't bother me or were at least creative in the first one and they kind of you know soaked in the fact that if someone got slung into the ground and it was a looney tunes effect it would turn into a nike symbol or it was a nike symbol at one point it's like that didn't really bother me and it's clearly for nike you know that was a great i thought it was pretty good product placement for the first one um but the second one it was a lot of it felt like cutaway gags to an extent and or this was I'll have to talk about it and in um, spoilers more about the product placement, about their own studio, putting their own uh, IPs, uh, you know, their own properties in different segments of the movie that just didn't feel like it needed to be there all that much or they could have cut it or, you know, left it as a, a trailer, left it left it in the trailer, didn't put it actually in the actual thing. Just different parts about it that felt like that should have probably happened. Um, but yeah, but it was the type of advertising that they were trying to do um, in the first one versus the second one. The first one, they're trying to do much more corporate branding with like Nike, McDonald's, uh, you know, all these other um, Gatorade. The, the shameless advertising about it. And they're kind of uh, separate, uh, fourth wall breaking about it. In the first one, Um but the second one, it feels like they're just trying to shove down all these characters down your fucking throat. You're like, oh, fuck, You're gonna take the shot. You're gonna take a Batman. You're gonna take a Game of Thrones. You're gonna take a Looney Tunes. You're gonna take it all. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> you can't like naturally have them all in uh, that kind of order, in it makes sense. So you know yeah get an iron giant you're gonna get a king kong straight up the air you know <laughs> so um yeah here we go um this is coming to the close of the spoiler free section thank you for watching listening look at all podcast let me know how i can improve the review i will say um uh I will give this movie probably a 6 out of 10, mostly because the the first one seemed to have... I watched the second one first, and then I watched the first one within the last week. And so the first one is just stuck in my head just from so many more parts of... It was was funnier. It was, um, you know, the side characters. This... Uh, and, and the music in the first one, this didn't have any of that. And there's just way more pros on that, that weigh it on there, which bring this one down a little bit more to say, it's like you had a blueprint of a lot of good things that you did in the first one. You just blatantly decided not to do that. Um, you know, uh, despite our, I really like Don Cheadle. I don't think he can hold it up enough, um, that makes this movie, um, better than the first one and i think it might be that soundtrack that's just just banging is you know um so yeah i'll give this movie a six out of ten um hop in the comment section if i got anything wrong or if you got anything to say um you know great job on a great review i never get any great job great reviews unless it's uh unless they go viral of course but of course um Thank you for listening, watching Luck It Out Podcast. Give a thumbs up uh, if I did all right. Let me know how I can improve. Look it podcast at podcast gmail.com for comments questions concerns on that front you can check out all the social medias get this uh, review early on patreon.com look at podcast you can get uh, exclusives on podcast.com. you can obviously check out all the social media there as well you can um, donate um, you, you can find all the social medias all look it podcasts dot com. Um, Don't know why I'm talking with my hand. (laughs) I'm kind of like uh, winding down for the night. So (laughs) no, no. Um, uh, not until this review is over. Okay, so let's hop into the spoiler section. Are we on? Are we back online? Are we back online? Johnson! Johnson, are we back online? Did anyone see the uh, Jeff Bezos go into the space and everyone everyone talking about how he was like uh, the Austin Powers meme of people were like looking in the sky and they're like, oh my gosh, that's a big Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic, classic. All right, so here is the plot for Space Jam. I keep saying Space Jam 2. It's Space Jam, A New Legacy. It's not even Space Jam 2. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Basketball champion LeBron James wishes for both of his sons, Darius and Dom... To fo- uh to follow in his footsteps, but damn a child prodigy in computer software instead of dreams of becoming a video game developer. And I gotta say, this kid's like a badass. I mean he's like he's got like this little bzz bzz, 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 bzz thing, and it's like scanning like basketball players, putting them into the simulation. I was like, God dang, this kid's like a whizkin, he's like a uh, small Zuckerberg. Um LeBron's wife, Kamaya, advises him to respect Dom's wish. While LeBron starts showing interest in Dom's arcade game, sorry, arcade basketball game, Dom discovers a glitch after performing a specific move which causes his character to be deleted uh, to to the uh, server. And which is to come back later in the thing. Later, LeBron is invited to his, sorry, later LeBron is invited with his family to Warner Brothers Studio, Burbank, to discuss a movie deal, but uh, LeBron dismisses the idea while LeBron, sorry, while Dom shows an interest in the studio's software, particularly in the state of art, uh, artificial intelligence g rhythm algorithm <laughs> or, you know which is uh played by Don Cheadle. i got to say it's kind of cool seeing like the digital version of the uh, uh the Warner brothers backlot i actually got to visit the Warner brothers uh studios toured it i uh, think it was january 2020 it was right before covid actually hit and really shut everything down. That was kind of crazy that that was the same year. Let me see. Sorry, I got some uh... Dom expresses an interest in the future with Warner Brothers, leading to a blow-up argument with his father when LeBron uh, refuses to let him give up basketball. I can relate to this. Not basketball, but just the the dynamic. Al G, who has secretly become self-aware and desires more recognition from the world, lures the two to the basement server room and traps them in virtual reality. And I'm not really sure if that would be virtual reality because they kinda like get like sucked into the the base, like the computer-based, like, I don't know if that's, like, virtual reality, because that's not virtual anymore at that point. In my knowledge, that's not technically what virtual reality is. But that's, let's not just get technical right now, that's all I gotta say. (laughs) Um, and of course, all this, um, yeah, this feels much more natural than whatever the fuck happened in the first one. What is, like, aliens come from, uh space uh loony aliens come from space and crash through the piggly wiggly keep going to the center of the earth till they hit like a loony land like what <laughs> so this uh cybernetic space they have with all of the uh with all of the tunes make more theoretical sense so um Taking Dom as his prisoner, uh, the uh, the computer Don Cheadle, he orders LeBron to assemble a basketball team made entirely of fictional characters owned by Warner Brothers to compete against his own team in a day's time, telling him that he will only be released if he wins and sends him through the virtual space where he lands in Toon World. I gotta say, I like like I said in the first half of this review, I enjoyed the hell out of Don Cheadle. I think he just he, he has just as much time on screen, probably as much as uh, LeBron does, and I think he's just really eating up the screen, like, like shaking his head, like ooh ooh, ooh. and he's just uh, he he's really animated. Honestly, I mean, ironically for how many animations are on the screen, he's the one that's really bringing it. Um, Let me see where else we're at. Um, Okay, so... uh, And it's ironic how much this feels like the plot of Mitchells versus the Machines in a way. Let me see. Yeah, so it is in a day's time. Meanwhile, Al G. talks to dom and begins to turn him against his father by playing on his resentments and helping him develop and upgrade himself in his game and his game which he secretly intends intends to use against lebron i do think the the splitting dynamic that he uh algae does to remove dom and his father both kind of physically and emotionally is very smart um, and so the motivations that happen from algae are, you know, um, seem they're apt, they're smart. Hmm. LeBron finds Toon World deserted. Save, uh, sorry, what what does it say? LeBron finds Toon World uh, deserted, only for, except for Bugs Bunny, who explains that Algy persuaded the rest of Looney Tunes to um, leave the world and explain other realities. Sorry, explore other realities. Um, which, this gives them a chance to, like, check out, like, a, I don't know, 50 different planets that have all of the characters we know that are living, like, in, in other worlds, so we got like Daffy Duck and Porky Pig in like an animated Justice League scenario of some sort, and they have like kind of cross-bending of the animations, and I think some of it works, some of it doesn't, it really is, is a hit or miss kind of thing Um, so, using a spaceship belonging to Marvin the Martian and there are call callbacks with like, you know, the the door slamming on somebody. Um, this one slams on Marvin the Martian. I think the original one slammed on uh, uh, Bugs Bunny of some sort. LeBron and Bugs travel to different worlds based on um, Warner Brothers properties such as DC Comics, Mad Max. The Mad Max one was hilarious to me. Um, uh, the Matrix. All right, The Matrix was. Uh, I uh, speedy gonzalez and grandma doing that didn't even make sense a lot of them didn't feel exactly relevant it's like some of these felt like a little bit outdated harry potter like i don't think there's been a good harry potter it's uh, in a long time um Casablanca, then we got the old school uh, turn to classic movie stuff game of thrones um so yeah they're going through all these different properties uh to locate and recruit the rest of the looney tunes such as daffy duck lola bunny porky pig and the red and in, uh, into the tune squad um and i did laugh. You know, i say i say i say uh winter's coming <laughs> i was i was trying to remember what the hell he said anyway <laughs> oh my gosh um over Bugs' uh, obligation, LeBron insists on coaching his new players on the fundamentals of basketball. The Toon Squad meet up with G's team. The Goon Squad, compromised of upgraded avatars of um, several uh, active basketball players with superpowers, and led by Dom, um, to further the stakes, Algy live streams the game and abducts countless viewers, including uh, LeBron's. Uh, family into the virtual reality while summoning all the Warner Brothers while summoning all the Warner Bros characters to watch uh, the game which obviously they're going to do this but it still really didn't make much sense um, and once again people even LeBron I don't think they really talked about how LeBron turned animated for the first little bit of this movie and he kind of has these kind of not so great jokes but um, uh i thought it was kind of good i you know i didn't have too many quibbles with it i just didn't feel like the the comedy was really there the writing just felt like very surface level everything feels very slapstick um despite how how good the, the animation looks and rich um so yeah i once again, like having them incorporate real life basketball players and what they're actually known for. Um, I can't remember exactly what everything everyone's known for, but what, you know, like the spider girl, my in real life apparently has arms, like a real spiders, not literally arms, like a real spider, but she's, she can move really fast and she's really agile. Just like this, this, uh, characters they have for play. So they have like extensions of the characters of what they really are in real life. Um, you know, the, uh, Anthony Davis uh, you know with the eyebrow and stuff like that of the actually talking about him and shit, like some of it's it's kind of funny because they're actually poking um, fun at some of these people um So, Algie says that if the Toon Squad loses, the viewers will remain there for eternity and the Looney Tunes will be deleted permanently. Like, holy shot. Um, The Goon Squad easily dominate the first half of the game. I got to say, and I wasn't crazy about Pete. I think Pete is kind of a misfire of a character in Looney Tunes or whatever this is called, Space Jam 2. I just feel like Pete as a character for... uh, everybody is just not interesting he doesn't serve anything it's just like something for Don Cheeto to kind of bounce bounce his ideas and off of and whatnot I feel like if it was done by Disney they would have actually given this character something to say it's just like this thing is it, it feels like a nothing of a character just something for him to just bounce bounce off of it and the thing Pete doesn't even say anything he actually just kind of like hum, hum, he like humps. Corrupts everywhere. It's like, oh my gosh. So, um, so yeah, the Toon Squad loses. The viewers will remain there for eternity, and Looney Tunes will be deleted permanently. And some people don't really seem that really concerned about it. Um, and also the viewers of the Looney Tunes, uh, Toon Squad, Algae uh, game. Um, everyone on the outside, they everyone's like super flamboyant, in these characters. I feel like you have like 60s Batman next to like uh it you have him next to uh, a Mad Max character next to a, a White Walker all these things i mean you can you can put do a who's who of with all this stuff going on and it's not bad that they're all there, but it's just, like, they do, the way that they're acting doesn't even feel like they're, like, really those characters. So, it just feels like random people in these random outfits that are just told to do just, like, ah, yeah, yeah. like, they, they look like they're, like, wigging out and shit like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is going on here? So... That was uh, that was something. The Goon Squad easily dominate the first half of the game using their powers to score extra points. During the break, Sylvester attempts to recruit the Tune Squad member Michael Jordan, but uh, accidentally locates Michael B. Jordan. Again, one of this is one of those uh, 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 kind of throwaway jokes that didn't really feel like it needed to be though. This felt like it needed to be. Uh, a stinker scene or some of some sort, you know, I just didn't feel like this was really that funny either. It's like good one. Um, and honestly, to to the extent that kids would even know who Michael B. Jordan is versus Michael Jordan. I don't think most of them would get it anyway. LeBron realized, realizes that his mistake uh, allows bugs to devise the strategy for the stack, the second half using their cartoon physics to catch up with the goon squad. Um, despite, Uh, Sorry, during a respite, however, um, LeBron confronts Dom and tells him he no no longer wants to stand in the way of his dream, earning his forgiveness and trust as Dom abandons the goon squad. And it's like, oh, shit, Dom is not going to do this power up stuff where he's like you know, uh, and I gotta say that he got all these, like, power-ups, and I was like, dude, this is some sick stuff. He looks like he's on, like, Spider-Verse level or something. Al G assumes uh, control of the Goon Squad and uses his own abilities to make them seemingly unbeatable and once again everyone feels like they're cheating everyone's doing all of their own looniness their their tasmanian devilness granny's doing her granniness all of the place you know some people are actually getting some shots some people bugs has come bugs didn't make much of an impression for me in this movie as the rest of the team did i, I think they realized that bugs is not always the, the big money maker here um, the, the other characters do you know pull in some weight as well so um, with saying that uh, uh, okay so Dom suddenly discovers the only way to win is to use the move that he previously showed LeBron even though whomever does will be deleted um, during the final seconds of the game Bug sacrifices himself performing the move and enables Dom to help LeBron score the final point, um, winning the game and literally posturizing Al G, uh, deleting him. And I guess posturizing is a term for um, let me see, uh, North American slang derived from an action in the game of basketball in which an offensive player dunks over a defending player in a play that is spectacular. Um, okay, it's, uh, it's warranted like that for the reproduction of a printed poster. Okay, um, interesting. So, um, the James, uh, so when he did that, it deletes Al I I don't know why Al would set this as the rules. It's like he kidnaps everybody. He's running the rules. He's got the game, but if he loses, he just dies. It's like... All right, well, I mean, like, the rules are the rules, I guess. Um, the James family and the abducted citizens are returned to the real world while in Toon tune, in tune World, um, Bugs bids farewell to his friends before he disappears. Uh, in the real world... LeBron comes to see his family in a different light and supports Dom's decision to become a video game designer. After dropping him off at an E3 design camp, he is approached by Bugs, who had actually survived to the fact that he that as a fictional character, he can't really die. Um, <laughs> he asked LeBron to put him up for a little until he can find a way back to tomb world, uh, which feels like another movie in itself. Uh, LeBron agrees, but bugs goes on to ask if he can invite the rest of the looney tunes over as well. Um, yeah, that was kind of trying, trying to pull a fast one on them. Uh, but yeah, so, and that everyone is space jam, a new legacy. 2021. Directed by Malcolm D. Lee. Thank you for listening, watching Lugged Out Podcast. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Sorry, this was a later review than normal, um, but we did it. We pushed through it. We got it. We already know what's going on, what it is, what it is, what it isn't, what the good. Uh, all right, now I need to stop. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let me know what you thought about uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. I said it in the uh, right before the spoiler happened, but it was a six out of ten for me, mostly, mostly because the um, uh, music didn't slap hard as I wanted it to. Will say, did enjoy the father-son dynamics in this. At the end of this, it was you know got me in got me in a soft spot. But um, yeah, check out LuckydawgPodcast for all the other um links and other reviews and all the other good stuff you can follow us there you can find all the uh uh social medias there as well you can find us on soundcloud you can get this review early on patreon.com slash luck podcast you'll be able to listen to this uh days maybe weeks maybe months it depends on how early we release this early um but yeah thank you for uh helping us expand the podcast our subscribers thank you to everyone has subscribed even one subscriber can help you can help by subscribing one subscriber that's all I need um, per video or I would like a lot more than that but you know at least one subscriber would be great Um, and you could be that subscriber Um, yes thank you for listening watching look at our podcast ladies we play big. Welcome to the Space Jam.